weekly travel program, Jet Sitting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to mltcarhireandtours.co.za for their full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. Are you looking for a highly professional established vehicle rental service and a shuttle service where client satisfaction is a priority? Look no further. MLT Car Hire is committed to delivering quality low mileage vehicles to suit your budget. MLT Car Hire also specializes in mini and long leases for individuals and corporates as well as staff transport and airport transfers with offices at the airport and in the Helderberg area. We are proud members of SATSA Fedhaza and Cape Town Tourism. MLT Car Hire delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to MLT Car Hire and Tours for our full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. We're chatting this afternoon with the chairperson of Route 24, an organization which represents about 60 tourism venues in the Mahali's Hegport area. Jenny Gillies is responsible for the tourism portfolio for the Mahalisburg Landowners Forum and to represent Route 24 with the goal of growing tourism in the area. Now, Jenny is not a new kid on the block. She's got a long history in the restaurant business and uh, has worked since many, many years ago, like around the 1960s, when she grew up in Mahanrant, um, where her parents were weekend farmers in the 1960s until they sold in 1998. Welcome, Jenny. It's great to have you on the show. And I'm very excited to hear about what it is that made you do the shift from SAB Miller Corporate to doing what you do right now. Well, I think that, you know, I grew up in the area, as, I, as you said, my parents were weekend farmers, and so it was a natural go-to place for me. Um, you know, being in corporate for such a long time, uh, one really has to st start thinking about what are you going to do before you're too old uh, and, and sort of move into sort of a semi-retirement. And so for that reason, we bought a bigger farm, and I run the farm, which is a cattle farm, and also our small guest house. And then, as you've mentioned, I'm the chair of Route 24. That keeps me very busy, I can tell you. I'm sure it does, Jenny. And you are yourself a jet setter, having traveled to India and Russia and several other countries in Central and South America, something like 20 countries in Africa. And we've been very fortunate to have you come and settle in the Mahalis area. Please, I'd love to know about this journey that brought you to this point as chairperson of Route 24? Well, having a, a small lodge in the area and meeting various other lodge owners, a group of us um, actually decided to set up Route 24. It was set up slightly before I joined uh, by another individual. But really, Machalisburg is a completely undiscovered and unknown, amazing entity, which is close to Joburg. It's like an hour and a bit from Johannesburg, an hour and a bit from Pretoria, close to Rustenburg. And this is really, we believe at Route 24, is a real hidden gem. We, we know that people go, you know, far afield to Dahlstrom and, and various other places. And we want to build this Route 24 brand so that people can 
use that brand to find accommodation in this area close to home. Uh, and we at Route 24 can offer a variety of options from kind of camping up to the five-star level. You know, with, with fuel the way it is and, and, and the economy being what it is, money uh, being short, people are looking for closer destinations. And the, the people that I've spoken to, a lot of them believe that, that actually Mahalisburg is an undiscovered gem. So we're trying to, we're trying to build that. That's great to know. Um, Mahalis has really become the new trendy spot to visit. And um, I often hear of people going away to Mahalis for the weekend, especially if they live in Johannesburg. And the domestic tourist is really gold to us right now, Jenny. You know, we learned the value of the domestic traveler during COVID and all the various lockdowns. And um, I think that there's a newfound appreciation for the domestic traveler. So with 60 establishments, Jenny, please tell us what are some of the offerings that we can expect to experience in this area? Okay, so we have, um, we have kind of a segmented, um, a segmented uh, let's say, op uh, options. This, the options are segmented. So if you want self-catering, that's one of the segments. If you want pet-friendly, that would be one of the segments. Uh, we have not only hospitality venues, but we have a lot of activity venues and then quite a few restaurants. So we represent the bulk of the medium and small venues in the area. And we currently have uh, about 1,500 of our new members that have just joined, 1,500 uh, beds. So as I said, you know, we can offer anything from a camping experience, a fishing experience, um, fantastic dining experiences, or simple experiences like walking up the mountain. Uh, on my facility, for example, I own a kilometer of the mountain to the top and people come and walk up the mountain. Um, and, and, you know, it's, 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 it's a wonderful experience. It's the third oldest mountain range in the world, and it's now a biosphere. Uh, it was declared a biosphere in, in 2017, I think. And um, I think there are, you know, there are only about 10 in South Africa. Uh, so it's really a really beautiful area, steeped in history. The Boer War was fought along those mountains, and there were a lot of the skirmishes that happened along that mountain. So it's, it's really exciting. The other thing is that tourism is the only real growing industry uh, right now, certainly in this area. And so we feel that it's very necessary for us in this particular industry to create jobs. We know that in the local uh, townships around us um, that there's an unemployment rate of about 75%. And so we in our establishments are creating sustainable jobs and we have an opportunity to, to then grow the number of jobs in our area. And that's critically important to us. Certainly job creation is so vital for our very flailing economy, Jenny. And I think that good work is being done in your area. So if I had to say to you, Jenny, I'd love to come to Mahalis. I'm a spa fan. I don't want to do a long walk. Um, I'd love to sleep over somewhere and I'd like to try some new cuisine. How would you package itinerary? Well, I mean, there are so many, so many of us that actually do that. I'll just use myself as an example. Um, if you don't want to walk up the mountain, no problem. You can check into one of our, uh, our cottages, which are all very separate and private, your own private jacuzzi on the patio, uh, spectacular views. Uh, we have an excellent chef, 
Um, and we do a three-course dinner in the evening. We do breakfast and, and lunches. Um, the three-course dinner is served in your cottage, the, the white linen cloth, the candelabra, the crystal glasses. Uh, and and our, our chef has been known for his fine dining. And people actually write on TripAdvisor about his oxtail, which is quite amazing. And then we have an external service provider, which is one of the Route 24 members. We have several facilities that come in and they'll do uh, the spa treatments in the cottage uh, that, that the guest is booked into uh, so the guest doesn't need to travel and they can have a relaxing time get from their gowns have their massage and get back into the jacuzzi but there are other many other organizations that offer very similar options maybe not so much the fine dining uh, because I'm kind of at the top end but certainly lots of good home cooking and definitely all have the, the, the option of the spa facility. That sounds really enticing, Jenny. I'm also an arts and craft fan. I'm a great shopper. What are your suggestions for that area when I'm visiting? So a number of our members have an arts and craft uh, shop on their, on their premises and we have a list of those. Every one of our guests that comes to any of our uh, establishments gets a list of uh, restaurants in the area, arts and craft places. And I think that that's growing more and more in this area. I think in some of the other areas, arts and crafts have been a, a long established thing. I think it's growing here. And, you know, there's some, that's something we can tap into more. And it's our intention, you know, in, in the Kamukhale Township we, to find local artists and be able to display uh, you know, their art in, in the different venues uh, that are our members. That sounds amazing, Jenny. Any um, personal favourites you'd like to tell us about? What do you enjoy doing in your area? Well, <laughs> if I get time off, I like to I like to just, you know, chill and walk up the mountain. That's my idea of re relaxing. But um, Certainly, you know, we've got uh, Black Horse, which have an excellent uh, shop and craft and arts facility there. Um, and, and we have a number of others. Uh, we have uh, the joinery, which has just joined us. And they've got an amazing selection of relics, I, I should call them, uh, from the different decades. Uh, and it's really interesting to go around their shop and have a look at all the different interesting bits and pieces that they've got there. So, you know, in this area, there's... there's Stuff for people who want to sit and do nothing. Um, mostly that's what my guests want to do. Um, but there is, there's a lot of other activities. We've got Hollybrook and, and Saddle Creek, which are, um, they, they have uh, all sorts of activities, horse riding, uh, quad bike riding, archery, um, clay pigeon shooting, uh, you name it. So if you, for the more in, in energetic, we've also got that. Uh, those people who just want to have something to eat, there are a number of restaurants. Uh, and one can take your pick. We've got uh, Brow House, which is a which is a, a German kind of facility. Excellent food. And what we have got is, uh, which is not exactly unlike other areas, but we think it's a nice forecard for our little area, is that we have three craft breweries uh, in this specific area. So people who want to taste good craft beer can also do that. That sounds wonderful, Jenny. I think that uh, we are spoiled for choice as we head out to the Michalisburg, and you've certainly given us a nice overview of things to see and do. I, um, I really appreciate the time today, Jenny. And any parting words for our listeners who are wanting to head out to you? 
So I think the one thing is, is that some people think when they go to Michalisburg and they see that our town, which is a bit of an ugly duckling, um, and then that's the impression of Michalisburg. And we are saying, you know, that's not what Michalisburg is. There are all these beautiful places around, and we're trying to make this area the go-to place, not the go-through place. I love that. The go-to place, not the go-through place. And we'll bear that in mind, Jenny. It's a great marketing um, catchphrase for the Michalisburg. And uh, certainly, I think the mink and manure set refers to Michalis as their holiday place. So that's great to know. And I'm sure our listeners are going to be curious as they head out your way. Thank you so much for joining us, Jenny, on Jet Setting with Janet. Thank you. We're chatting Thank this you. afternoon to Juanita Pito. She is the sales manager at the Botonga Rhino and Lion Nature Reserve. I think it takes a special person to work in this very special place, right in the heart of the world-renowned Cradle of Humankind World Heritage Site. Botonga is a privately owned game reserve spanning something like 1,600 hectares and was opened to the public in 1990. Juanita, I'm sure you have lots to tell us about the Botongo Rhino and Lion Park. And yes. I'm looking forward to chatting to you. Tell us firstly how you came to be in this role and have been in this role for the last four years. Okay. Um, I basically, before I started with the Botongo Rhino and Lion, worked at Emerald Resorts and Casino. And that was about 100 k's out from where I stayed. So I did about 800 k's a day on the road in a sales manager position and then seek for something closer to where I'm, I'm basically um, staying, which is Krugersdorp. And then I got um, the job interview at the Rhine and Lion Nature Reserve. That time it was not the Butonga Rhine and Lion Nature Reserve because Dr. Butonga then only bought it for about a year and eight months. And then it has then changed to Butonga Rhine and Lion Nature Reserve when we did the new logos and everything. So basically I work remotely and then I'm about 20 minutes away from where I live in Krugersdorp. Yeah. So it's in the last 22 years in the hospitality industry, I really found it quite interesting working for the Butonga Rhino Line Nature Reserve because it's such a beautiful area, the cradle itself. Um, also, all the locals that support us, the tour operators. It's actually a very nice clientele to work with. And then also what we basically have to offer is also quite important to, to what we have on the doorstep of Joburg, which is quite similar to what you basically get in the Kruger. <laughs> yeah. Sounds wonderful, Juanita. So it's been quite a journey for you and a great short commute to work. But yeah. there must be lots of interesting things about Butonga, Rhino and Lion Nature Reserve that you'd like to share with our listeners. So over to you. Yes, uh, Dr. Butonga basically bought a Rhino and Lion Nature Reserve because of our beautiful world-renowned wonder caves. Um, it's a cave more than two million years old. Um, it's got the most beautiful stone formations, like a mushroom formation. It, it's actually one of the um, um, very little living caves that you actually get in the world. That means no one really touched it um, by size of like re 
vamping or whatever. So it's completely a natural cave. Um, so we host quite a lot of groups um, during the week from Tuesdays to Sundays, every hourly um, at our Wonder Cave. And then you can buy a, a, a basically a ticket that you basically combine with your self-drive. And our Rhino and Lion <coughs> Nature Reserve is 1,600 hectares. So it's quite a, a big nature reserve where you can see 650 um, heads of different animals where we have the big um, four where our elephant is not one of them. Yeah, so rhinos, lion, leopard, as well as buffalo. That's what you can basically see on your self-drive or game drive at our reserve. And then we have five restaurants on site. Two restaurants are basically before you enter our gate, so you basically don't have to pay to go in. And that's also where our BMX Cradle Park is. We host our national BMX um, championships every year. So a lot of children locally train um, as champion BMX drivers um, on their cycles. So it's basically very nice to basically do um, like a bit of cycling with all the different tracks that we have to offer. Um, as well as we cater for the local families and tour groups um, schools. We actually have so much to offer that you wouldn't actually have enough time to basically get to everything that we have on property. So it's definitely a weekend place to visit Juanita. Uh, also do you during, have, yeah, during do the you week. have accommodation on your facility? Yeah, accommodation we do. We have the uh, lock cabins and then the stone chalets. Our stone chalets are solar operated and our lock cabins are fully electricity and they are against the predator camp. So you can actually hear the lion roar at night time if you are like chilling in the, your jacuzzi on the on the outside deck. <laughs> that sounds very promising. Yeah. It's the kind of chill that we live for. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically 40 minutes from Joburg. Um, you would actually think um, just being on site that you are very far away from any town because you're out in the nature and it's very relaxing and calming. And even if I do my educationals, all the people are always so surprised that we are so close to four ways as well as like Krugersdorp or even Kempton Park. So many people even travel out from Pretoria and are surprised by the beautiful uh, nature reserve that's based in the cradle itself. Wow, Janita, it sounds yeah. really amazing, but you've also got quite a treasure trove of history in these Michalisburg mountain range. Now tell us how this mountain range was formed. Uh, the mountain range itself was formed. <laughs> if there was um, an enormous meteorite. Um, yes. That was actually more the one that was actually hit uh, close to three of the four of my right. Because it basically runs through the whole to the Mahalis to us, then basically. Yes, that's correct. It's your neighbor. It's your neighbor. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. So, Fredford, I know that the meteorite hit there. You can basically go and have a look at it there, but it basically then um, had the ripple effects that 
actually then created the beautiful mountain scenery that goes through from Mahalis through to us. And then also Mahalis is not very far away, so we basically have a lot of vultures that come through from there to eat daily on our reserve as well. That sounds very interesting. Now, I believe that gold was also discovered in the mines and the, mine, the caves were mined for limestone. Yeah, for limestone especially, that was basically Italian miners that basically um, they were actually mining limestone, which they then used for washing powder, toothpaste, and all different types of things that they basically did. And that's how the whole cave also then started. This is just so fascinating to hear. Yeah. Now, do you find that, I mean, it, like you said, it's definitely not a day visit. It's, it's certainly more than that. And there's, a, you know, there's this mountain range that rises up 330 meters above the surrounding plains. Yes. And there's just so much to do. So if I was spending a weekend there, Juanita, what would you actually suggest that I do? Um, in our area or on our property itself? On your property itself. Okay, so we also have our wildlife center and the reptile park, which you can visit in our Boma area. So in our wildlife center, you can basically see a lot of different predators from your tigers or leopards. We have the clouded leopards, and then we have daily snake shows from Tuesdays to Thursdays as well at half past two every day. And then the Hippo Walkway, we also have across the Neck and Deck restaurant, where you, you then basically see more predators and then the actual hippo. But at our wildlife center, we have the pygmy hippo available, and then also the reptile park, which has got a, a variety of different snakes, like anacondas, spitting cobras. We've got some crocodiles, and then also the lacoust monkeys that are from the Congo. So that's also quite interesting to see. And then um, a part of the wildlife, we have quite a lot of restaurants, like I've mentioned. So you can actually have a different scenery because every restaurant is also different in terms of the, um, the environment firstly. And also um, like our Burma is very uh, more the rustic um, look of the bush itself where our neck and deck is more your upmarket five-star dining. So there's so much, um, what can one say, diversity at the end of the day with regards to dining. So I hear you have five restaurants on site. That's quite, quite yes. uh, an offering. Yeah. So we have our neck and deck restaurant and the Chorbe Cafe, which is open only on weekends. The Neck and Deck actually um, caters during the week for all cyclists that actually do cycling in the cradle area. And then we have our Fetch Cafe, which is mainly for kiddies parties, as well as then um, the Pity Pity Play Park, which is attached to the Fetch, and then the Okovanga, which is a venue close to Fetch as well. And then we have our Wonder Cave restaurant, as well as then our Boma restaurant. And then we have another venue called the Dam Lapa. That's quite an interesting and diverse offering, Janita. I think that uh, it's definitely a weekend visit for Batongo Rhino and Lion Nature Reserve. It sounds like there's so many things to do. I'm sure our listeners are quite curious now because 
you've told us about your wildlife, you've told us about the reserve, the yeah. restaurants and all of the activities as well as the BMX track. So really it's a family venue and lots to do and see and certainly an interesting way to explore yeah. the uh, Mahali's area because one could make a whole week of it and you know all the people that we've spoken to on the program there's so many choices it's yeah. definitely something that can keep one uh, engaged and with school holidays coming up it's uh, a lovely option for Johannesburg based um, guests but also people who are wanting to escape from the coastal villages can do some exploring on your side of the world yeah, and Janet, I can also mention something as well, which many venues don't allow. Um, our Boma area has picnic areas, so people are more than welcome to bring in their own cooler boxes and food as well. They can pack the meat and bride at the site. It's, so it's not prohibited as such, like many venues don't allow self-catering. So that's also a nice option, especially if you have a family that just wants to pay the entrance they go in for the day, they have a nice bride at the Burma area where the wildlife center is and the reptile park, and then they can make a day of it as well. That sounds wonderful, Juanita, especially yeah. with the budget, budget conscious traveler and people with large <laughs> families. It's yeah. much better to do a self-catering option and to come in as a day visitor, of course, what a pleasure. Yes. To just find somewhere else to go and bry and experience the outdoors. Janita, it's been most fascinating chatting to you. Thank you for sharing this little slice of heaven with us. I'm yeah. sure our listeners are now, their curiosity is peaked, and you've very generously given us a four-person self-drive entry to the reserve, a fantastic giveaway for anybody who's entering our competitions. We've got lots of giveaways on the show, and it's just perfectly in time for the holiday season. All the best as you prepare for season. and. Good luck to you and your team for the days ahead. It's going to be exciting and busy, I'm sure. Ah, wonderful. Thank you, Janet, and giving us the opportunity as well. And we are looking forward to welcoming all the listeners. Wonderful. Thank you so much and all the best, Juanita. Okay, wonderful. Thanks a lot. Have a nice day then. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So as we know, we've been inundated over a few years with lots of film and themes around the medieval era. But somebody that is chatting to us this morning, Andrew Gaylord, actually lives and works in a medieval kingdom, the Greensleeves Medieval Kingdom. And he's the third generation owner of Greensleeves, which has a wildlife and sailing background. And Greensleeves goes back as far as 1974, and it was started by Andrew's grandfather, Richard. Andrew, this is a fascinating story. I'm very interested to hear where this idea came from and how it is that you've managed to sustain it for three generations. Good morning, Janet. Um, yeah, it is quite a fascinating story. It's, it's a, a story like no other in terms of what has become um, out of the whole medieval era. Um, yeah, my grandfather was quite, a, quite an interesting fellow. Um, he loved uh, the medieval times. He collected... Uh, real pieces of armor from the 1600s, 1500s. Um, and he, he retired at the age of 40 and decided that he was going to get bored. So he, he bought a piece of land out here in the cradle of humankind, um, where Greensleeves is at the moment. And he decided he's going to just build a, uh, build a castle. 
um, wow. for for a family getaway, uh, more of a, like a country state. Oh my goodness! Um, he really is a big thinker, Andrew. I mean, to retire uh, forty is an achievement on its own, but then yes. to decide to build a family getaway, which is a medieval themed getaway, is quite special. Yes. Yeah, and he, he just thought, no, he, he can't just sit here and do absolutely nothing. Um, and he, he had the love for, for poetry, um, English poetry. And um, he decided, no, he's going to do a medieval-themed restaurant. And those are the days when I think we were one of three farms uh, that actually had people living on it permanently at the time. So he, he moved here with, with my dad and my aunts and uncles and my grandmother and they just uh, started this castle. My grandmother devi uh, devised the menu. Uh, he wrote a script for the entertainment. Um, and it just took off there. August 1974 um, went on. And, um, yeah, over the years, it, it, it had its ups and downs. But um, in terms of uh, entertaining people, we've always entertained people. People have always enjoyed themselves. And it's always been a... A uh, place where you come and you forget about the real world out there, the the uh, the trials and tribulations of business, and you walk into our costume room and you literally transform yourself into somebody from the medieval times. Wow, and, um, that sounds amazing, Andrew. I'm, I want to go back to Richard because I'm really fascinated yes. by your grandfather. What yes. was his day job? What is what was his mainstream work? So he, he started a packaging company. Uh, he lived in Port Elizabeth, uh, started a packaging company, and then he sold it um, in nine, around about 1970, 1971. He sold it for about a million rand, um, which you can just think of how much that is worth today. And, um, economy of and the time, of course. So he was comfortable, and then he could creatively yes. conceptualize. And that's when now, he decided up, to retire. Absolutely. Growing up, Andrew, did you visit this medieval castle? Did you play there? Ah, how fascinating. I so just create I, a visual yeah. picture for us, please, Andrew. If you can, create a visual picture for us of what the castle is like. And then I'd love to hear about present day and what you're doing with it. Uh, well, a visual picture, there's, there's nothing like it in South Africa. Um, I mean, you look at some of the castles that have been built. Um, you enter... Uh, the property through a forest with a running stream on the left-hand side and a huge white stinkwood forest on the right. Um, you drive into the entrance where you've got thatch buildings um, all in Tudor style with the black and the white um, markings on it uh, on the outside. Uh, through the gardens, you come up the pathway through the gardens, um, big trees everywhere. You've got... Um, uh, big buildings, obviously, as I said, all in Tudor style, till you get up to the castle where you get a castle wall um, that has been um, made to look as though it is authentic rock that have been put together. Um, big wooden doors as you entrance into the, the feasting chamber uh, where you have artifacts and uh, suits of armor all around around the castle itself. Um yeah, it's 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 quite a it's quite something to you. You need to actually come and see it. And the pictures that I'm going to be sending you, you'll see, and that you can post for everybody to see. It's 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 quite something. It's a it's a collection of um, medieval items over the last uh, forty eight years. 
That's fascinating, Andrew. So this is quite an interesting childhood, wake, you know, waking up in a castle every day, lots of grounds, lots of greenery around you. Yes. It's, uh, it's almost magical. So now what are you doing with the castle? Is it used for weddings? Is it a, so, it's a fully functional restaurant, I know. So with, with, obviously with COVID, things have been a bit tough. Um, but thankfully, we have been able to, to carry on with our medieval feasts. Um, so for the listeners that are not too sure what a medieval feast is, we do a four-course meal, eat as much as you can. And that's integrated into a show uh, that is hosted by the Baron, um, who basically gets up and takes you back into the medieval times in an in a adult comedic uh, fashion. So it's not just a dinner and a show. It's uh, there's lots of audience participation. Um, we there's there's characters we randomly choose from the audience. Um, there are rules and regulations. The king and queen uh, obviously are in charge of these rules and regulations that we we bring through from them, um, but in our own style. Uh, and if you break these rules, you get punished. All right. So with um, um, for the listeners that don't know about medieval feasts, um, we do a four-course meal, eat as much as you can, uh, with entertainment from the barons. So it's not just a, a sit-down dinner and show. We, we have lots of audience participation. Uh, the baron basically takes you back in time to the medieval days um, in an adult comedic show uh, where we get... The audience, uh, part of the show, we choose different characters. Uh, the king and queen has rules that people have to obey. If they don't obey it, they get punished. Uh, if the punishments uh, don't get a thumbs up from the audience, then we fine you to put money into the kindness pot. Uh, the oh, kindness pot. It's fascinating. It sounds like so much fun, Andrew. Yes. Um, yeah, and, and this goes through off. And then the kindness pot, basically, we collect for charity. And we send monies off to charities ranging from the SBCA, uh, all the way through to our sanctuaries, through to uh, disability organizations, uh, the Quadriplegic Children's Fund, and so on. So every month or every two months, we donate these monies collected here from people who aren't able to satisfy us with their punishments. Um, and then once the evening has ended, we move over to, we have our own dance floor, which we open up with the in-house DJ, and people party into the early hours of the morning. So it is quite a it is quite an evening for everybody. Um, uh, apart from that, we do medieval weddings. Um, COVID has also allowed us uh, to start two bus two more businesses on the property. One being our new wedding venue called Hidden Cradle, uh, where we do contemporary weddings. And then the the third business that we started is the Baron Deli, which is. Um, basically a restaurant whereby you come in and have pizzas and burgers and ribs on the weekends on Saturday, Sunday for lunch. Um, that's also allowed us to help support the local, um, the local farmers and communities by opening up a farm shop uh, where we sell fresh organic veggies and eggs and jams and pickles and sourdough breads and all that supplied by the, the, the local community itself. Andrew, it sounds like you've created so many income streams. It certainly is the thing that is that has helped us to navigate COVID is to mitigate risk and have lots of income streams so that we don't just depend on, say, a restaurant for our income. Yes. And the trend yeah. is towards actually people more and more um, going the farm-to-table route and really, you know, enjoying what nature's bounty has to offer 
which is great. Now, Andrew, you're part of the Cradle of Humankind, the Cradle Tourism Organization. Will you tell us a little bit about that organization and what it's meant for you to be a member? What have been the well, benefits? What's great about it is that we've got a lady, Melanie, who's, who's so on top of her game in terms of trying to promote the Cradle of Humankind um, as being... A an area where we're so rich in history, and when I say history, it's more prehistoric history with fossil sites and so on. Um, Greensleeves is lucky enough to have uh, two dig sites on its property itself, where the uh, the scientists and the geologists from France and from Pretoria come out twice a year to to um, discover more fossils, and they're pulling out fossils every single day they're here. Um, and you're looking at three million year old. Um, fossils and so on and, and to get to awareness out there this uh, for the, all the businesses in the area from from us through to Stack 15Ks, through to the Rhino Lion Park um, all the way through is quite quite a, a feat to do it and the, 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 the Cradle Tourism um, Association is just uh, there to help us as business owners uh, to get the word out. Andrew, it's been most fascinating. I certainly would love to have a themed birthday party in a medieval village. I've never actually been inside of one. We have a castle here in Cape Town that has just reopened um, out in Hart Bay. And, uh, you know, it sounds like such an immersive experience, Andrew. So I'm sure that our listeners would be, their interests would be piqued and they'd love to head out to check it out. Thank you for joining us this morning, Andrew. Lovely chatting you. to you and all the best in the head. Thank you very much for having me and uh, good luck. Hope to see you soon when you're up in Joburg. Come, come for a lunch and uh, I can show you around and show you the different weapons that I've got and even my dungeon. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to dressing up like a wench. <laughs> Thanks, Janet. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Andrew. All the best. Cheers. Bye-bye. Melanie Morat is the chairperson and the general manager of the Cradle of Humankind Local Tourism Association. It trades as the Cradle Company. And Melanie, I often refer to as a force of nature because she seems to be able to hold so many things together. She's a business development specialist, independent, always visible on social media, Melanie, and quite purpose-driven. She's passionate about sales, marketing, branding, and communications. And she has over 25 years of hands-on work experience, mostly in the travel and tourism and hospitality sector. We're very pleased to have you with us, Melanie. Thank you very much for the invitation. Looking forward to hearing about the Cradle Tourism Association. I know that you're a doer. I know that you're hands-on. I see you on social media. And I'd love for you to share with our listeners what it is that you do through the Cradle Tourism Company. Okay. <laughs> okay, so it's quite an extensive portfolio. We cover, um, as a local tourism association, our key uh, purpose and mandate is to promote the destination of the Cradle of Humankind, which also includes not only the, the Cradle of Humankind World Heritage Site, the core area, the UNESCO area, but also over and above that, um, the catchment area, which includes Mulder's Drift, Krugersdorp, um, Lanseria, Michalisburg, <laughs> um, and then also a bit into Bridisturm and Hattie. So 
It's very extensive. We also support the township products, which is um, which are located in Manziville and Kakiso. So we've got about 400 different spots for people to visit and experience in the whole of the Cradle of Humankind, where people often think that the Murroping and Sacfontein Caves is really the Cradle of Humankind. So they really just are two products within the whole area that we can actually um, have people explore and come and experience. That sounds fascinating, Melanie. It's quite a big geographical area to cover. So if I had to say to you, Melanie, tell me about what I can hope to experience, say a typical mainstream product in the cradle, and then perhaps a township-based product. I'd love to hear the various offerings. Okay, wow. So luckily for me, government in terms of both the Gauteng Tourism Authority and the Department of economic development who sponsors my my role have come up with a fantastic marketing strategy and ways of actually communicating our niche offerings to different uh, target audiences. So we have what we have, the Stones and Bones experiences, which would be your likes of um, Maroping, Stagfontein Caves, uh, Cradle Boutique Hotel, and then we've got places um, that offer culture and craft experiences. So that would be the likes of Lacedi and um, Ascari, or oh, sorry, it's now called African Hills. It's been taken over by another group of um, owners. Then we've got the township experiences, as I mentioned before. We've got wine and dine, which is all the places that I love to frequent. It's my favorite sport. <laughs> so that's, you know. Um, you and me both, the restaurants. <laughs> All the restaurants, pubs, and, you know, those it's kind of places. About, about walks <laughs> up the mountain. And I was like, yes. oh, my goodness. And I had to very subtly say I'm a spa kind of girl. And short walks work for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, recreational drinking is probably a little bit more in line with what I would say is one of my favorite sports. I'm not sure I'll be hiking up the mountain unless there's a glass of wine or a G&T waiting at the end. <laughs> Sounds like fun. <laughs> um, and then spend the night. We've got all our accommodation um, venues and offerings there. We've got adrenaline and pumping, which is obviously all your exciting hot air balloon rides. We've got... Sure, what are those things? Uh, Go-karts, we've got cook-offs, we've got all sorts of things um, just basically to keep your heart rate going. Then we've got the wildlife wonder experiences, which would be your likes of the Batonga group um, offerings like the rhino and lion, um, as well as the lion and safari park. And then we've got wedding venues. So one interesting thing about the cradle and especially Mahali City and Mulder's Drift that kind of area, we're actually known as the wedding belt in Gauteng. So if you're really looking for beautiful venue, um, venues with great scenery for your weddings, this is also a fantastic place for people to come and visit. And then we've got meet and greet where we obviously offer um, bigger events and conferencing. So it's, it's very extensive according to what we're looking at offering. So if we... If product offering Melanie and so many choices. I love the wedding belt. There's obviously um, those outdoorsy type who will probably hike up the mountain and exchange vows. And then the hot air ballooning, I'm sure a lot of proposals have happened up there. Yes, Sounds absolutely. <laughs> 
Yeah, so we actually have three different um, hot air balloon providers in this area. So that just tells you how beautiful our scenery and the offering itself would be. So there is a big demand for the hot air balloon rides. Now, in addition to all of these fabulous things that you do, Melanie, you also have an e-academy or e-academy, which is a train-in-a-day kind of uh, course for professionals. You know, I'm a great fan of of online learning, so I'd love to hear about this, and I'm sure our listeners would too. And for tourism professionals who are always on the go and busy as a bee, I think that uh, I'd be very interested to hear about this e-academy. Yes, so e-academy is actually, yeah, that stemmed out of, you know, coming out of COVID and not really having work to do. (laughs) Um, And then also just thinking, you know, a lot of people need training and online training became very much a thing because people weren't in a position to be in groups anymore. So that was where that started. And luckily I had a, a friend of mine who partnered with me and helped me set up the website and actually created a proper learning management system on uh, for me, which is how <laughs> eAcademy came about. So eAcademy, we also are the, the preferred partner, a training partner to the Cradle Tourism Company. So we actually offer free training through this portal to our members who sign up with us. So they can, they can enjoy any of our courses for free online. And it extends from management courses mostly as well as marketing courses. So we also are adding to, to our portfolio through various partnerships. Um, so I have some hospitality and um, Catsita Uh, courses that are also being delivered in person by Mitzi's, who's one of our training partners to the E-Academy. And then we also have lean leaders who also provide um, leadership and kind of management training to our people as well. So a lot of those courses are offered free to our members. And that's basically just how we keep giving value to people. Um, one day when I grow up, I might decide to start making money from it. But at the moment, it's training is really just my passion. And I love sharing knowledge and um, getting people upskilled. That is such a special skill that you impart, Melanie. I think it is such a give back, especially to the tourism sector, because it's taken such a hit in terms of lockdowns and COVID and all of the challenges that we've experienced. How does somebody access this training opportunity? So, first of all, the best way to do it is if you are a member of the Cradle Tourism Company, you would be able to then you receive notifications of when we have the in-person training. If you are interested in doing the other courses online, you are welcome to just email me at cradlelta at gmail.com. And then I will be able to hook you up with the accessing the courses for free at the moment. So there probably will be a limit to, you know, who we allow and for how long. But at this point, it is open. Wow, Melanie. It seems like there is great activity and excitement that's happening in the Cradle area and in the Cradle Tourism Company. And... um, I think that we can, I want to watch this space with great interest because we spoke to you about six months ago and there seems to be so much more that is happening. And I'm really interested to see 
in another six months where you're going to be at. I think that there's great energy, great resources, and the cradle is really getting onto the map in terms of tourism activities and places to visit. Melanie, you are so spoiled for choice. If you had to give me um, a typical day in the life of Melanie Morar, what would it be? Oh, goodness gracious. So it depends on if I'm on my contract or if I'm off my contract. <laughs> because when I'm not on my contract, then I focus on my own business. And when I'm on my contract with GDED as general manager, then I focus on promoting the destination of the cradle and our members. So that would be anything. Some mornings I'd be up at four o'clock and then go to bed at four o'clock in the morning. And then other days I could get up at 10 and then you know, kind of just do my own thing. My job is very, very flexible. My life is very flexible. Um, but when I'm demanded to work, <laughs> you know, I follow suit. Um, so that's basically it. So in terms of what you were saying just now about how much we've been able to achieve on TCTC, I had to do a closeout report because my contract is coming to an end now on the 15th of November. I'm hoping it's going to be renewed as general manager. But I did a 54-page report of things that we achieved in this last year. <laughs> so that should give you an indication of how much energy and time, you know, really goes into a position like this, as well as being able to, I actually call it an honor, to be representing our members and then promoting the cradle of humankind. It really is for me, I'm very grateful for, for this opportunity. Well, Melanie, I love that you're honest because tourism is that kind of business where you can wake up at four to get something done and you just do whatever's necessary to make things happen. I love the energy and I love what you're doing with the place. I certainly, you have my vote for, a, for an extended term as general manager and that 54-page report, if it's available for public, I'd love to read it because I'd love to hear what is happening in the Mikhalis and what the cradle is achieving, because I think you've created something out of nothing and it's pretty phenomenal. I hope our listeners will head out your way to get to experience this really exciting part of the world. It's been great chatting to you as always, Melanie. Much, much appreciate you joining us on Jet Setting with Janet. Thank you, Janet. I just want to give a shout out to Gauteng Tourism Authority the Housing Department of Economic Development, as well as Mahali City and Mahali Tourism, who's really stepped up and really supported our work So, and our members. So obviously without those and our board and our marketing committee, we would not be achieving what we are and I wouldn't be able to make the progress that I am. So thank you to those guys. It's true. Partners make us you know, look good, and the collective IQ is much more powerful than the individual one. Thank you for the acknowledgements, Melanie. I'm sure that your partners will appreciate it, and I wish you all the best in the TCTC and everything else going forward as you head towards season. Awesome. Thank you, Janet. Big pleasure, Melanie. All the best. Okay, bye. I'm chatting this morning to Craig Spencer. He is the Food and Beverage Director at Jackal Creek, which is an 18-hole golf club within the Jackal Creek estate. Jackal Creek is located in Rudaport, Johannesburg, and uh, it's a golf course and sort of a themed country living, country estate, um, really modern facilities, and a clubhouse that's quite famous for great food and accessible and 
comfortable working space. Good morning, Craig, and welcome to Jet Setting with Janet. Good morning. Thank you for having me here. It's a big pleasure, Craig. I'd love to hear about this golf course and country club facility. Um, you are part of the Cradle Tourism Association and one of its members. So that's how you came to us. It's, uh, it's interesting that we have a golf club and a country estate as part of our show, but we're very interested to hear all about Jackal Creek. Yes, well, there's um, numerous people that are living on this state. It's a, it's a, one of the most stunning treed estates where you've got, you know, small uh, one-bedroom apartments up to family homes with great diversity, culture. Uh, we've got a lot of people living here that are going to be making use of the cradle. And I think, you know, for the clubhouse to work, um, sort of like a stepping stage or a voice box to say this is what's happening on in the cradle um, is, is super exciting. You know, also as people that live in Jackal enjoy the country and to get out and find the new exciting adventures of all the different properties in, in this uh, undiscovered area is, is very exciting. And I'm, I'm grateful that the clubhouse can offer that um, to everybody. Absolutely, Craig. And are you a keen golfer yourself? You'd have to be surrounded by all that green. I definitely wish I was a keen, <laughs> a keen golfer. Um, unfortunately, I'm stuck with uh, making sure everybody is well fed and, uh, you know, not dehydrated. Um, but yes, I do enjoy the countryside and I do enjoy the open spaces, so a bit of a nature person myself. Well, it's the right environment. I believe there's some interesting bird life at Jackal Creek. Uh, I've seen some swans in the lake. I don't know if that's still the case. Very much so, and also with the jackals that do uh, run around uh, during the day and at night. It's, it's sometimes, you know, so beautiful when you get home. And uh, you sit in there and you're just hearing the jackals call at night. It, it's, it's so amazing. And then also to be just a quick drive away and you're back uh, with all your facilities. So it's, it's a superb place to, to live in nature and see the wildlife. And when you're from your apartment or your house, it's also very special because you're not really staring into another brick. Uh, you know, sort of building. There's a lot of space. There's walking trails. There's place to go jogging. Um, it's you know, it's got sports sports facilities here, such as you know the the tennis and squash, along with the golfing. There's also a cycling path that's coming up for those that are keen on cycling. And you know, it's a 12 12 k run around just the main road, so you can really get fit and just also enjoy strolling almost like in a beautiful park. So it's a superb place to be. Sounds wonderful. So you're quite close to the Michalisberg Mountain. Do you have views from there? Beautiful views, especially from the top balcony. Um, you know, you, when you sit in there having a sunset drink with uh, maybe a mojito and uh, on a clear day, you see the, the mountain range, absolutely stunning. You you know, I, I sometimes say we're very spoiled because you don't get views like this just anywhere. 
um, you know, close close to the sort of city. You're either steering into uh, traffic lights from a restaurant, but yeah, on the deck, you're overlooking the golf course and flying up to the mountain range. It's, it's absolutely lovely sunsets. Wow, Craig, I think that um, your role is quite an important one because uh, we would be nothing without all of that refreshment and entertainment. Uh, despite all of the views, really, when we get thirsty, we're heading to the clubhouse. How long have you been at the clubhouse, Craig? Yes, this has been quite a, an adventure over the seven years of uh, remolding the clubhouse, um, you know, changing it into, um, you know, a clubhouse that can offer a variety of foods and comfort foods, including our functions and events that we, we also put together you know over the years we've just had some some great family markets that have that have been well supported and uh, you know karaoke evenings there's a little bit more that's opening up after uh, covid we've got a, a new sort of um, how do you call it sort of like an events team that that's hopefully going to put through together some more themed evenings for the residents um, so there's quite a lot happening and we, you know, we really keep on reinventing ourselves each year and as we go along with all the seasons and, and new trends that come along. Well, it's certainly important to keep current, Craig, and with such a large constituency of people, residents, and people who come to visit for the day, I think it's really wonderful that you continue to innovate and create new activities. Um, the sunset, I think, from the deck is one of the most special I've seen in many, many years. So I, I do envy you being able to live and work on this wonderful estate. And uh, I hope that when next I'm in Johannesburg, for old times sake, you know, we've had so many fun memories there to come and visit and see how the estate has changed and specifically to visit you and the clubhouse. Oh, that'll be definitely fantastic. I'm enjoying the, looking forward to seeing you guys for, yeah, for the uh, visit and a nice cocktail on the balcony and a chat with some, obviously, of some of our great platters and pizzas. And don't come here not hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Craig. Wishing you all the best with the clubhouse. It sounds like you've made great progress. And I really, really wish you all the best for the festive season and your ad hoc guests that come in. Thank you so much and uh, good support to everybody out there in the cradle and you guys and thanks for the opportunity. This weekly travel program, Jet Sitting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to mltcarhireandtours.co.za for their full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook.